Hello, my rebels. This is the last podcast I'm doing before we know the results of Canada's election. And I sort of sum up what I think the main characteristics of this election campaign were. I don't really make a prediction of how I think it's going to go, other than I think it's going to be a liberal minority. Um, I'll get out of the way in a second, but can I invite you to go to premium.rebelnews.com and become a subscriber? You get the video version of the show, of the podcast. I think it's worth it. I think we show a lot of interesting things. Um, I know you're probably listening to this podcast in a venue that you can't watch, but for when you're at home, I think it's a great thing to see. And even if you don't really use it, it's a great way to support us. It's only eight bucks a month. So please go to premium.rebelnews.com. Thanks. Here's the podcast. Tonight, it's finally election night in Canada. What a disaster. It's October 21st, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. Hello, my friends. It's election night. We post this video to the internet at 8 p.m. Eastern time, which is just before the results start coming in. So instead of preparing a lengthy show that will immediately become obsolete, I'd like to invite you to join me, Sheila Gunn-Reed, Kian Bextie, and David Menzies for our live election night coverage. Just hop over to our YouTube channel or our main page at rebelnews.com, and we will start that at 9 p.m. Eastern, which is 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, Kian and I will be right here in our Toronto studio, and uh, Sheila will be at the Conservative Election Night event in Saskatchewan, unless they handcuff her, like they did to David. And David himself will be at the People's Party headquarters near Quebec City in Maxime Bernier's riding. We might try to, yeah, <laughs> we might try and smuggle someone in the Liberal Party headquarters, but who knows? Uh, they might shoot him, uh, judging by their antics. But seriously, though, I think it's going to be a great show tonight. We did this in the springtime on the night of Alberta's provincial election. It was a huge success with our viewers. We actually got more viewers that night than other legacy media networks did, including the CBC's live stream. I mean, seriously, who on earth would watch the CBC for what's happening in Alberta? Uh, but I think the same thing applies to this national election. I've always told you that the CBC is untrustworthy, biased, in the tank for the liberals. I've shown you evidence like Rosemary Barton literally taking personal selfies with Justin Trudeau for her little hope chest that she hides under her bed, and then getting her dreams to come true one day on The Bachelorette, or whatever this video embarrassment was all about. Uh, last book you've read or the book you're reading? Um, it'd be, just finished uh, the, um, the Patch, which was uh, Chris Turner's uh, history yes. of, yeah. uh, of the oil patch. Um, but I'm also about to start uh, the new uh, Ken Follett, uh, the third, third book that is uh, the sequel to um, Pillars of the Earth. That's your, your nerdy side. That, no, that's, that's my... Uh, your sci-fi nerdy side. No, no, it's not, it's not sci-fi. It's, it's just a, a sweeping historical epic, I'm sure, but yeah. I haven't started it yet. So, uh, what uh, kind of music are you listening to right now? If you have time, or podcasts? No, 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 podcasts? No, no, I don't. I, I've tried. I, I run regularly, and I've tried to uh, 
uh, tried to do the podcast thing, but it hasn't really, uh, it doesn't really say, I don't like people talking in my ears when I'm trying to run. I like to, like to sort of vibe out. Are you a generous lover? I tell you, that was not, that was not a journalistic interview. That was a first date, maybe second date. Are we going to kiss? Well, Rosemary Barton officially tied the knot, if not with Trudeau, with the liberals, and literally filed a lawsuit against the Conservative Party right in the middle of the campaign with Barton herself as a named plaintiff. That is insane. That is unheard of. That is unprecedented. It's a nuisance suit. It's a slap suit, as they call it, strategic litigation against public participation. But they're absolutely unrepentant about it. Did you see this clip? We just wanted to ask you a few questions about your lawsuit with the CPC. So um, we issued a statement today, mm -hmm. um, which I'm happy to share with you if you don't already have it. No, I, I think I do. It's a, it's a comprehensive statement yeah. and uh, it takes you through why we took the action that we did. Um, but beyond that, we really aren't going to comment any further until after the election. And that's what we've said to all uh, media that have asked us to comment further yeah. beyond the statement. That would have made sense to wait till after the election so that it didn't compromise your guys' coverage of the election, and especially your journalist, Rosemary Barton. I, my heart goes out to her. I'm not sure if she was aware of this beforehand. What, was she aware of it before? Because it we, doesn't say in here. I've already read yeah. it. So in, in the statement, that's as much as we have to say about it. Um, it is a comprehensive statement, and uh, as I said to you, we're, we're really not going to add more to it until after the election. Well, I commend you for doing that. I wish that you'd done that before, because now I can't watch the CBC and believe that you guys are nonpartisan, because it's really an outstanding thing to sue a political party in the middle of an election. Don't you think that that is just... Who, who okayed that? Was it Catherine Tate herself? Well, if you read in the statement, um, we took the same action in 2015 with the Broadbent Institute mm -hmm. as well as the Conservatives. But as I say, it's all in the statement, and honestly, that's as much as I or anyone else has to say. I get, I get that. Nirmala Nadu, Calgary Skyview, actually has an ad up right now with CBC footage. Are you going to be suing her as well? We send out cease and desist letters whenever anything's brought to our attention where we have to take that action. Great. I'll send you that clip, I'll, and, and we'll look forward to that cease and desist. I love the fact that Kean was right in the belly of the beast there, but look, you just can't get any lower than the Canadian media, at least the bought and paid for rented media. I repeat again, how they all had their own images, their own proof that Trudeau was in blackface, but none of them had published any of those images until an American media outlet, Time Magazine, broke the conspiracy of silence. A silence. To me, that's the perfect proof of it all. They all knew about the biggest scandal of the campaign. They all decided to keep it a secret for their boyfriend, Trudeau. But they, I mean, the CBC, CTV Global, all of them, only want someone from a foreign country, not on the Trudeau payroll, not with a first date crush on Trudeau, only once a foreigner broke the silence, they all quickly rushed to publish. Same with that, the news that Captain Carbon Tax was actually using not one, but two campaign jets. This Trudeau selfie girl, Althea Raj on the left there, actually tweeted that everyone knew about it. What's the big deal? This was not a secret, as in everyone in the media party knew about it. None of them bothered to report it to the little people, because why trouble us with such trifling details? So I think the number one story of this campaign was actually the total failure of the media, a planned failure, because Trudeau bought or rented just about every journalist, in fact, that was the question for which Andrew Shear had David Menzies arrested. What exactly happened? Why are you in handcuffs? 
Well, I was I was trying to get um, Andrew here to answer a question, some questions, such as uh, if he's elected, will he end this uh, media bailout? Uh, will he privatize the CPC? What are his, uh, you know, why why are we not allowed into a press conference and other members are? Um, these are not gotcha questions, you know. These are, uh, I think, we're owed an answer to this, especially when we're escorted out. And now look at this, guys, uh, handcuffed. I think the lowest point in some ways was when the media party, in collusion with Trudeau's hand-picked debates commission, told us at the Rebel we weren't welcome to attend the leaders' debates, but three reporters from Al Jazeera were. As you know, we went to court along with True North, that's Candace Malcolm and Andrew Lawton, and actually got the federal court to issue an emergency injunction forcing the media party to let us in. And if you can believe us, here's, here's the journalists who were let in, more than 80 from the CBC, Lots of foreigners, but we were banned. Um, by the way, once we were finally allowed in, we put more questions to Justin Trudeau than any other media party company, including the CBC or CTV. Just great questions. Let me show you uh, some of the questions that uh, Kian asked. I'll skip Trudeau's answers because he didn't answer anything. But it was great to put the questions to him. David was in there, uh, David Menzies and Kian Beck. So here's a mashup of all of our questions. Hi, Mr. Trudeau. Since your multiple use of blackface became an international scandal, Canada's international reputation has been irreparably harmed. Have you reached out to any African leaders or any leaders from the Middle East to apologize for your conduct? So that didn't answer the question at all. Have you spoken to any African leaders or leaders from the Middle East to apologize for your personal conduct? Ikean RNN, have you, your campaign, or any other agents secured non-disclosure agreements from anyone about inappropriate sexual <clears throat> personal conduct. Uh, follow up, the 2001 yearbook from West Point Gray Academy says that you and convicted sex offender Christopher Ingvaldson made a young student's quote, life at WPGA a lot more interesting slash amusing, end quote. How did you two keep her amused? David Menzies, Rebel News. Um, Mr. Prime Minister, you left West Point Gray Academy in the middle of a term, which is highly unusual. It was a law firm that made this announcement, which is also highly unusual. Sir, can you tell us the real reason why you left so abruptly? And did it involve any kind of uh, sexual misconduct at the school? Even so, Mr. Prime Minister, a follow-up question. Um, why did so many teenage girls write uh, so passionately about you in the yearbook? Was there any connection to you having a relationship with these girls or their mothers? Hmm. We had some other great or terrible moments with the rest of the media. Remember when Kim butted heads with that CTV reporter in Ottawa? What is your message to those like this gentleman here and people who will never listen to what you're saying today? When you hear the President of the United States say what he said recently about why are they going after plastic straws? How difficult is it to combat the mudding of the waters when you have people advocating? When I speak to Conservative supporters, or at least those who claim to be, uh, they say the carbon tax has to go. When you talk to constituents, what are they saying about the carbon tax? Do they understand what the carbon tax is and who initially came up with it? Uh, so residents of Ottawa Centre are, are supportive of our action on climate change, including a price on pollution. That sideways look, that just makes me laugh. Anyways, that wasn't the press scrum of uh, Catherine McKenna. That was a CTV hack applying for a job with a Liberal cabinet minister with such softballs. Oh, my God. The media was atrocious in this campaign, but I have to say, um, the parties on the right made it easy for them. Let's start with the split. When Maxime Bernier left 
the Conservative Party to create the People's Party more than a year ago. It took energy, conviction, people, and money out of the Conservatives. Bernier should not have left, and Scheer should not have let things degenerate with him so much that he left. I, I don't think the PPC will win anything more than Bernier's own seat tonight. But what a shame that he wasn't in the big Conservative tent fighting to make it more Conservative and giving the Conservative Party some energy, especially in Quebec, and boosting the true Conservative base. And Scheer made the worst of it. He literally hired a liberal dirty trickster, Warren Kinsella, to smear Bernier and his supporters as racist. That's a leftist move. To smear people as racist that you will know are not racist. It's what's done to Scheer himself all the time by the CBC. That's a new low for him to do it to fellow conservatives. How disappointing. So how's this all going to end? Eric Grenier aggregated all of the polls in Canada. He did a pretty good job. Came up with this chart. <clears throat> he blended all the polls together. He says there's a 13% chance of a liberal majority tonight, 48% chance of a liberal minority, 37% chance of a conservative minority, and 2% chance of a conservative majority. Now, remember, you need 170 seats to win a majority in a 338-seat parliament. We'll see how it goes. I think Grenier's estimates are pretty accurate based on his inputs. If you look at all the polls, they seem to be converging, and he just sort of jammed them all together. You can have your theories that people lie to pollsters, and I think they do, or that pollsters tweak things, and I think they do. But if I had to predict, I'd predict a liberal minority tonight. I just don't think... Andrew Scheer will pull it off. The party has crumbled in Quebec to the benefit of the Bloc Québécois. So much for Scheer pandering to the dairy lobby. <clears throat> we'll see what voter turnout in the Toronto and Vancouver regions are like. I think that's the real battleground. I'm pessimistic. Look, people hate Trudeau, but they don't have a love for Scheer. I've never even seen a conservative say, woohoo, I'm psyched about Andrew Scheer. You just don't see that. You need emotion, not just reason, and he's given voters precious little of either. Will Trudeau haters vote for Jagmeet Singh instead of Sheer? I think some will. I think most will vote strategically for Trudeau to block Sheer. but look at this Singh video from a Vancouver event. I, I want to show you the whole thing. This is an ad that does not have a single word spoken by Singh, not a word of policy. You could call this Juvenile, in fact, but look, it's 100% the same vibe that Trudeau himself had in 2015 that he used to win. I think Singh might be able to siphon off a few percent of millennials and Generation Z, especially minorities and women who are disappointed in Trudeau. Here, just, just watch this video.
Now, if we were voting for a dance party tonight, I would vote for Jagmeet Singh, but not, a, not for much else. In his own way, I know it sounds odd to say, but I think he's a bit of a bigot. So, so just, to be, just to be clear, you would not respect a, um, you know, if, if Andrew Scheer wins the most seats, uh, you would not allow him to form government. You would oppose that. Uh, we don't respect conservatives, no. Yeah, well, about 35% or 40% of the country is conservative. And, of course, in some pockets of the country, it's like 80%. But Jagmeet Singh doesn't think they even deserve his respect, even as fellow citizens. He refused to answer Kean's question about pipelines for that reason. Look at this. Hi, uh, Elizabeth May told me earlier today, and I think she spoke in the other debate uh, uh, recently, that she wants the Alberta oil sands offline in a decade. What's the date that you want the Alberta oil sands offline? Sir, what's your name? My name's Kean. I'm with RNN. You're with who? RNN. I'm going to pass on the question, my friend. Okay, so I'll, do I get the follow-up then? Or are you just going to pass on the question for... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to answer it. Yeah. a hard one? Or? No, I'm just not going to answer your question. So, okay, Anyone else so can the, follow, the follow-up, I guess, would be, uh, how do you have the moral authority to take the Alberta oil sands offline, given Alberta most just recently rejected your party in the largest democratic mandate that the province has ever seen? I'm not going to answer your question, but thanks. It's a hard one, hey? Yeah. Thanks, man. Now, that's not a barb at Kean. That is a barb at anyone from Alberta, anyone from the oil patch, anyone who disagrees with Singh. That's not someone who wants to be a leader for the whole country. Singh didn't even bother to visit Calgary at all in the whole campaign. And Trudeau only stopped by for a few minutes at midnight the other day. They both hate Alberta, Singh and Trudeau, and they both campaigned against Alberta. Actually, all the parties did, except the PPC and the CPC. The Bloc Québécois obviously did. The Greens did. That's my real fear tonight, a liberal minority propped up by any combination of those other small parties on the left. They would kill any pipelines. They would kill the oil sands. They would stoke Alberta separatism in a way never seen before, not even under Pierre Trudeau's NEP. We'll see how it goes. I think a better conservative leader could have capitalized on the SNC-Lavalin scandal, the blackface scandal, Trudeau's own deep unpopularity as a man. Back to Grenier here. Uh, fewer than 35% of Canadians actually approve of Trudeau. He's considered a fake, an imposter, a liar, a groper, a fake feminist. How could you have all that plus the foreign policy disasters, plus the economic disasters, the tax disasters, and not be beating Trudeau? Well, I hope I'm wrong. We'll find out in just a few hours. Join us for our live show starting at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight on our YouTube channel or on rebelnews.com. Either way, I think we've got our work cut out for us in the months ahead. No guest on today's show. Instead, let me invite you to watch our YouTube live stream, which is extra fun because you can chat with us live right from your computer, right on YouTube. We'll wrap it up here for now. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel Headquarters in Toronto, and Sheila, who will be joining us from Regina, and David, who will be joining us from the Bose, to you at home, good night, and keep fighting for freedom.